We are going to talk today for a little while about the rapture of the church. What I believe to be the next great event on the prophetic horizon of time is when the Lord comes back to receive His own unto Himself. Many times uh, opponents of the pre-trib rapture will accuse us of believing in an escape theology. Now I want us to look at that today. The rapture of the church and escape theology. If you have your Bibles, turn with me please to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. <clears throat> we're going to read that verse, that section first, and then we're going to go to the book of Luke chapter 21. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and Luke 21. Uh, we'll start in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, and let's begin with verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them, and that word, that word prevent could have been translated proceed. Those who remain unto the coming of the Lord will not precede or will not go before them who are asleep. In other words, those who have died. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then it says in the 18th verse, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. So we find out first of all, that the message of the rapture is a comfort to the believers. I mean, it comforts our hearts to know that no matter what's going on in the world, no matter how much we are persecuted for our faith, no matter how uh, white-hot fever pitch the attack of the enemy is upon us, we know that Jesus is coming for us one day. Hallelujah to the Lamb. And it says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now if you'll turn with me to the book of Luke, remember we're talking about the rapture and escape theology. The book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 36, here's what the Bible says, Watch ye therefore and pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. Now all these things that shall come to pass is talking about the wrath of God. It's talking about the Great Tribulation period. So we watch and we pray that we are accounted worthy to escape the Great Tribulation that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So as I said earlier, often the enemies uh, of this great truth of a pre-tribulation rapture have attacked us with a criticism of teaching escape theology. And what I want to show you today from a word study of this passage in the book of Luke is that we should gladly accept that accusation, praise God. We teach exactly what the Lord Jesus himself told us to teach. Jesus was the one that said, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus had just finished, if you'll read the verses in Luke 21 that precede the 36th verse, 
Jesus had painted a picture of a dire situation that's coming upon planet Earth called the Great Tribulation Period. His terms were unmistakable. And then he clearly calls his disciples and he calls all saints for all time to watch and pray and be prepared to escape the coming pain and horror of the Antichrist's revenge and the Lord's judgment of sin. You see, in the Great Tribulation period, the Antichrist at that point is going to be Satan's tool of revenge against God. And also, during the Great Tribulation, the Lord is going to pour out His wrath upon planet Earth and all who have rejected Him. That's why it's important not to wait to receive Christ. It's important that we receive Christ today while the hour is still uh, conducive to doing so. Because it's going to be harder than, you know, somebody asked the question, will people be saved during the Great Tribulation? Yes, yes, the Bible teaches that it will. People will get saved during the Tribulation, but it's not going to be easy. The Bible declares boldly, today is the day of salvation in the book of Hebrews. And so, we encourage people, in fact, when I'm talking to somebody about the faith, and when I'm trying to lead somebody to the Lord, I don't let them walk away about, uh, from there, if I can help it, and say, well, you think about it and we'll pray later. I try to get a commitment from them right then and there, so that salvation seed, and even if their heart at times, futuristically from that point, if their heart at times would want to stray and deviate, a seed has been sown. And it's a powerful, powerful thing that you as a soul winner can learn to do. Is to get that person to receive Christ right then, if at all possible. It's impossible not to call our Lord's words escape theology. Words can convey very misleading ideas. And those that accuse us of this in a negative way are confusing many of the souls by using terminology like, oh, you just believe in escape theology, so they confuse people with that, and people think, well, there is no rapture then, because that escape theology is a bad thing. No, escape theology is a good thing. It's a Bible thing. It's a rapture thing. It's a Lord Jesus Christ thing. Amen? A study of the Great Tribulation reveals to us with all of its coming sorrows that it is absolutely honorable to live and follow Christ in order to escape those coming sorrows. When we look at the Great Tribulation, we see the murder of millions of Jews and Gentiles that repent and are converted to Christ. Any wise person would desire to be out of here when that's going on. So yes, you can get saved during the Great Tribulation, but it may very well, and most probably will, cost you your life. Our Father never intended for His family to be judged with the wicked. That's one of the reasons for the rapture. <laughs> the Bible says we will escape the wrath of God. Now this does not mean, however, you've heard me preach on this before, this doesn't mean that nothing bad's going to take place before the rapture, because it might. 
There's bad stuff going on in the world right now. There's Christians who are dying for their faith in Jesus right now. So it doesn't mean that we won't have to go through things. It, it, the very fact of a pre-tribulation rapture doesn't even mean that we might not have to give our lives for the testimony of Christ and for our faith. doesn't mean that. Because we might be called upon to do that. But what it does mean, <clears throat> the pre-tribulation rapture means that we will escape the wrath of God being poured out on planet Earth. We are not the objects. The born-again Christian is not the object of God's wrath ever. Understand that. Not ever. You're never going to experience God's wrath. If you're born again, you're not going to experience God's wrath for your own sin. You're not going to experience God's wrath for the sin of your neighbor if you're saved, if you're under the blood. You are not appointed to the wrath of God. The Bible's clear. So, he comes and he gets us just prior to the pouring out of that wrath. The, this great truth comes from the Lord's ministry talks about Satan's snares. And the snares that the Lord warned us about are already evident in our world today. So let's read this the way that Jesus approached this idea of escape. It says, Take heed to yourself, lest at any time this is Luke 21, verses 34 and 35, the two verses in front of the verse we read earlier. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life, so that the, so that, the that day will come upon you unawares, for as a snare it shall come on them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Satan is poised to hinder every saint of God from being ready to go in the rapture. That's the purpose of all this debate and discussion about known scriptural doctrine that's been in place for hundreds of years. The early church preached the rapture. The early church preached escape before the great tribulation. The church fathers, the ancients, taught this. But Satan wants to get your eyes off of the Lord Jesus Christ and over onto the trouble that is in the world today. And then he can bring some of these weights into your life, surfeiting drunkenness, the cares of life. And then when you get all tangled up in that, the day of the Lord comes unawares. And you're left behind. And we don't want to be that. Somebody said, well, I thought everybody who was washed in the blood, every Christian, is going to go in the rapture. Well, that depends on what your definition of a Christian is. I believe everybody who is truly serving the Lord Jesus Christ will go in the rapture, yes. But not everybody who goes to church, who walks in on Sunday morning, not every one of those people are going to make the rapture. No. So we have to have that terminology clear. <clears throat> Jesus has always declared that this idea of His coming and our being caught up to meet Him would be sudden and without warning. Any careless person living in a backslidden or disobedient state will not be ready 
And that day will come upon them unawares, just as the Scripture has warned us about here in Luke 21. Very few ministers today will preach this truth because of the popular theology uh, of the day refutes the Lord's warning and words. You don't hear very much holiness preaching uh, nowadays because it goes against the grain of our culture. We are a pleasure-seeking, pleasure-mad culture, but we need to be ready for the Lord when He comes back. If you're living in sin, there's no possibility that you'll be ready. So do you want to believe the modern apostasy in the church world today? Or do you want to believe the plain word of God? If this world has stolen your attention, if this world system rules your life, you're going to be left unless you repent and turn completely to God in this hour. And that's a pretty strong message and a pretty strong warning, but one that we want to talk about. And we want to make the body of Christ aware of. So let's take this, let's do a word study. Which this is very plain when we get into it. In Luke 21 verse 36 it says, Watch ye therefore and pray always, <clears throat> that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Now the word watch in the Greek, and I can't pronounce it, agripneo, means to be sleepless, to keep awake, to watch. So the first thing I want to say to you today is to be spiritually awake. Be tuned in to what the Holy Spirit is saying to the body of Christ, and to what the Holy Spirit is saying, it comes through the Word of God. I'm not talking about something that comes out of a man's mind. I'm talking about what the Spirit speaks, and it will always be based on the Word. Be sleepless, keep awake, and watch. The word pray, diomei, means to beg as binding oneself, petition, beseech, pray to, make request. So in a sleepless, watchful manner, we beg and petition and beseech and pray to God, making requests that we might be worthy to escape in the rapture. Now this is what Jesus taught. Okay, I'm not worried about what modern theology is saying. We're looking at the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the word always. Watch you therefore and pray always. That word is Cairo, and it means of uncertain affinity. So when we're talking about always we watch and pray, we do it as long as is necessary. It's not something where we say, well, we're going to watch and pray uh, for three hours now. We're going to watch and pray for a weekend. We're going to watch and pray for a month. We do this until the Lord comes back for His people. We watch and we pray always that we may be worthy and that word worthy, kataxio, means to deem entirely deserving. Now I want to say something about that. The only way that God can look at us and deem us entirely deserving of being in the rapture 
is if we are in Christ. So it does. It goes all the way back to your faith in the blood of Jesus. If you put your faith in the blood of Jesus, and you're washed in that blood, hallelujah, then when God looks at you, He sees a worthy and a deserving Christian who's following His Son Jesus, and you'll be ready to go. So it's that faith life of the believer that constantly needs to be in the blood. Don't get your faith in anything else. Keep your faith in the blood. Keep your faith in who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Keep your faith in the Word of God. Hallelujah. And God will count you and deem you entirely deserving to escape. And that word, exfugio, means to flee out, to escape. And again it says to flee. And when, when somebody is fleeing, they are running, they are moving, they are going fast. Right? So when, this, when the rapture takes place, so that we might escape the wrath of God being poured out upon the earth, it's going to happen quickly. We are going to flee. Let us pray that we are worthy to flee. Hallelujah. To escape these things that shall come to pass, the Bible says. And the word things is tauta. And it means these things plus the things that follow hereafter, afterwards. These things that come to pass, and that word pass is genomei, and it means to cause to be. Okay? Listen. End time events. How do I say this? Help me, Lord. <clears throat> End time events are so much a part of having been spoken from the Spirit of God that it causes themselves to be. If you can understand what I'm trying to say, not because you are slow in understanding, but because I'm bad in articulating it. God has already spoke the end from the beginning. And these things have power in themselves to generate the power to cause to be. So when it says we escape these things that are coming to pass... It means it's going to certainly come to pass. There's going to be a great tribulation. There's going to be an antichrist. There's going to be bloodshed on the earth. There's going to be uh, imprisonment for faith in Jesus. There's going to come the mark of the beast. All of these things. And so we pray earnestly that we can escape all of that. And that's why we want to be ready. We want to, we want to live ready. We want to stay ready. Glory be to God. Watch you therefore and pray always. <clears throat> you might have to listen to this again and write down the, the word study that we're doing. I'm going I'm to go over the scripture again to get us to the next word, but I'm not going to go over all the Greek that we've already talked about. Watch you therefore and pray always <clears throat> that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand, and that word stand is histomy, and it means to stand, to abide, to appoint, to bring, to continue, to covenant, to establish, hold up, lay, present, set up, staunch, and stand. Wow. So, to stand in covenant continually before the Son of Man. And the word before means in front of, in place, literally or figuratively, 
or time against, at, before, in presence, or in the sight of. So in other words, <clears throat> watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand in covenant continually in the presence and in the sight of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So this can take place as our faith is in Christ. This can take place as we watch. This can take place as we pray always. This can take place as we walk humbly. And all of this that we're saying, the watching, the praying, the humility, all of that is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And all of that will become present in us if our faith is right. Meaning in the blood of Jesus. So we put our faith in the blood... The Holy Ghost does a work in us, and He gets us ready for the rapture. That's powerful. Hallelujah. The snares that are set to trap us are many. This world is casting a net to catch us and to trap us through television, through internet, through radio, newsprint. It's full of attention-getting things that will fill up our time and our minds with things other than the Word of God and the Spirit of the Lord. Many even wholesome pleasures can so consume us that prayer and Bible reading is out the window. Dreaming of success. That takes no time for the will of God. And that will rob your soul. So in other words, and most people know, I'm a dreamer. Most of you are dreamers. And we love dreamers. But if you're going to dream of success, if you're going to dream, make sure it's in the will of God. Make sure you're, you're there with that Bible open and you're there on your knees and you're there in prayer to God and you're dreaming a God dream, that's one thing. But if you're dreaming outside of that realm, it can consume you and literally lure you away. And there's never been a generation that has been so lured by wealth. The joy of the Lord used to fill the church. But now the church loves pleasure in equal proportion to the world. Most churches have become societies of nothing but fun and games. Fellowship is great. But biblical fellowship is centered on church life, Bible study, soul winning, mixed with a small amount of clean fun. Amen? Hallelujah. We need to get back to watch therefore and pray always. Because in the day and age which you and I live, vigilance is the watchword that God's word plainly requires of us. Vigilance. There's no other way to stay on course and to keep looking for Jesus to come. You know, he's coming back for those who are watching for him. He says, watch. A daily prayer life is the first step in watching. You know, God's not talking about you and I looking up at the sky constantly when He says watch and pray. He's talking about watching the Spirit. Be aware of your surroundings. Be, of, be aware of things that you are engaged in that are harmful to you spiritually. Be, engage, be aware of the things that you might engage in that could harm someone else spiritually also. This is watching. 
<clears throat> this is being watchful. And then he said, pray. 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 We live by grace through faith and the blood cleanses us every day from resorting to the flesh life. And prayer becomes something absolutely wonderful when you are watching for Jesus to return. The world's pleasures are empty at best. The Word of God is God's sanctifying authority. And no believer can stay in that sanctifying power without the Word. You and I need to baptize ourselves with truth, with absolute longing for the life-changing power of God. Jesus prayed in John 17, 17, He said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Unsanctified living has no chance of going in the rapture. Now, I want to say that again. <clears throat> You're not going to be able to go in the rapture just because you look pretty. Alright? Or just because you started out great. Unsanctified living has no chance of going in the rapture. Jesus is clear. If this were not true, then why would He give us this Luke 21.36? Let's read it again. Why would, if everybody was just going to go in the rapture, irrespective of as to their spiritual condition, why would Jesus say this? Why would He say, Watch ye therefore and pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man? You see, unsanctified living has no chance of going in the rapture. When your soul is sanctified to Him, it means your personal life is dead. Your flesh appetites have been crucified. Your heart is set to do His whole will. Praise God. Being full of the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Which, if you read that in the New American Standard, it will say walking after the Spirit. Which means letting the Spirit lead you in all of your ways. That is the delight of the rapture-ready believer. Glory be to God. To be rapture-ready, you will delight in letting the Holy Ghost lead you. And letting Him fill you. And letting Him control your day. And control your life. Now, we're talking about getting ready for the rapture. Hallelujah. Somebody says, well, I'm not ready to escape anything. That's your choice. For me, I know that to live is Christ and to die or to be raptured, either one, is gain, Philippians 1.21. To go in the rapture is the grand prize for the Bible champions of all generations. I'm looking up in my heart and I believe today that the Lord Jesus Christ is looking down. Glory to God. And I believe that very, very soon the Lord is going to return. So we did this little word study today in Luke 21, 36. And it proves that when they say, oh, you're just preaching an escape theology. They say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that because of the blood of Jesus, I can escape sin. I can escape the second death. I can escape hell. Hallelujah. I can escape from sickness and disease. 
I can escape from poverty. I can escape from the judgment of God that's about to come upon this world in the great tribulation period. All because of the blood of the Lamb. So if you want to accuse me of teaching and believing in escape theology, I guess I do. Because I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go when Jesus comes back. Nothing is going to hold me here. There's nothing in this world that has a hold upon me. There's nothing here that I want. My heart is in the heavens, and my heart is with Jesus. Father, thank you for this word study with the people today. Father God, bless it to us. Father God, we pray that everything that's been said has brought glory to the name of Jesus. And God, we ask that you drive it to our hearts as an arrow of deliverance. Cause us to go back over and to listen again to the, the Greek meaning of these Bible words in Luke 21.36. And God, prepare us by the power of Thy Spirit to be ready for the rapture of the church, the next great event on the prophetic, prophetic horizon of time. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody would say, Amen and Amen.